my motor Ready to transform you in the I hate a storm Hell Marys, I make it poor Good I ain't lying You little giants We been defying Rising What's the cost? Be the boss Breaking down the walls We all in Once the coin gets tossed Got the pound of action Never acting No need to scramble To get traction We make it happen From three fours to four three The founder of Slapdick Podcast Slapdick uh, Whiskey Slapdick Cigars And the author of uh, Hate Me Now Love Me Later Ladies and gentlemen Coach Jason Brown Straight No chaser Real raw and uncut Coach Every time you come on I laugh I learn something And then I fear That somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said all around hustler make no mistake about it i've done this a long time try to eliminate this soft society we have there's legend hey me now love me later like my book says this was presented by slapdick whiskey hey Hell yeah, yeah slapdick yeah. whiskey's good so are the stogies some real thought real good flavor on these things and the burn is excellent beautiful burn okay Slap dick whiskey, slap dick cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? The real coach JB's back at it. I'm sorry I'm a little early. I uh, pre-recorded this because I got um, some t- I've had some technical issues. Um, number one, number two, um, I got called into a meeting later on, so I had to get this in. I apologize. Uh, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag, the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later episode of Fearless Friday here on this Fearless Friday on YouTube. Please hit the bell notification, subscribe, become a member. Uh, it will be uploaded here today at one o'clock. So I appreciate everybody coming on in. I apologize, I'm not live with you guys today. Audio side, I'm obviously live to everybody. But uh, join me. Uh, be back Monday, obviously, for the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, uh, Merciless Monday. And then Tuesday, Thursdays, obviously, for the coaching show. Coach them hard, love them harder. All coaches, make sure you guys are listening in. Come on over, subscribe, become a member. $1.99 a month, best $1.99 a month you can have. You can also get documentation. Join live, interact, ask questions, chalk talk, etc. If you're into the coaching world, uh, show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Head on over to betonline.ag. Use 50% off welcome bonus if you use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. You got the Kentucky Derby weekend, Mother's Day weekend. Tell all your mothers happy Mother's Day. Send her some flowers, candy, etc. Take her out to dinner, whatever you may want to do. Uh, but it's NHL playoffs. NBA playoffs is back at it tonight. Um, I don't know if Joel Embiid is going to play or not, but you can bet it all. Plus, you got UFC, boxing, and Major League Baseball in full swing. So, betonline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell him the slapdick himself sent you where the game starts. Betonline.ag. So we're here on this Hate Me Now, Love Me Later segment of Fearless Friday. A uh, lot to discuss real briefly. We're going to get into a few things. Um, obviously, start you off with the quote of the day. Be great at one thing instead of average at a lot of things. Please, people, understand what that means. Be great at one thing instead of average at a lot of things. That's, that's a great quote for football coaches as well. I probably should have used that in the coaching world, but we try to do too much shit in life right now. Go get good at one thing. Perfect your job. Perfect being a great husband, wife, daughter, son, coach, player. Be good at one fucking thing. Takes 10,000 hours to perfect something, they say. Well, go perfect something and move on to the next thing, but get great at something, man. We're, we're, We're too average at a lot of shit, and that's why we're faltering and floundering across the country, in my opinion. Get great at one thing instead of average at a bunch of shit. But that's just me. I'm just a slapdick. Um, But make sure you're checking that out. Contrary to belief segment brought to you by betonline.ag. Too many people confuse expectations versus outcomes. We all got expectations of ourselves, of others, of your boss, of your employee, of your player, of your coach, of your um, 
mom, of your dad, of your son or your daughter. We got expectations. But the outcomes of that is being lost in translation. We're not teaching the fucking results and the outcomes. And when they are disappointing, and it's a disappointing outcome, we all just shit on the person, leave, talk shit, backstab, etc. But at the end of the day, you know what you know and don't know what you don't know. How are you supposed to have a great outcome if you don't even know what the fuck you're supposed to be doing? Because our teaching and teachers have become horrible. Coaches have become horrible teachers. We're allowing it instead of coaching it. And that goes across the world in every aspect, genre, entity, corporation, business. I don't care what it is. We are. We have high expectations, lofty expectations, lofty goals. And then the outcomes end up being bad. And we shit on the person because we haven't given them the tools uh, to, to create a good tool shed. Our tool sheds are shitty because we're not giving them the tools to put in it. Teach how to have successful outcomes. We're teaching nothing. We're just expecting shit. <laughs> how you expect something and don't teach it? It's fucking unbelievable. Talking versus doing. Contrary to belief, 99% of you are all talkers. 1% of you are actually doers. And I don't care if it's social media and you guys are hitting it big on social media and making all this money that there's, it's out there for, for the grabbing. Best believe that. But are you talking about it or doing it? We have too many fucking talkers, not enough doers. And that leads into this. Contrary to belief, hope versus reality. A lot of you guys hope and dream and hope it just fucking escalates into reality. It don't work that way, dog. Wish in one hand and shit in the other one. See which one fucking fills up first. Hope versus reality is a very, very, it's very different. Contrary to belief, you better understand it and stop fucking hoping and start working towards a real, true reality on what you can accomplish. You may not be great at something because you're trying to be average at everything. I just told you the quote of the day, be good at something, one thing, instead of being average at a bunch of shit. Well, that's because you're hoping too much and you're not in reality. We don't live in reality anymore. We live in fucking la-la land, man, and fucking thinking that you're going to be the next IG model or big-time YouTuber and shit. So, uh, fuck it, I won't go to work today. I'll just do this. It don't work that way. You're going to fucking flounder and be a shit bird in society because you're going to blame every fucking everybody else, suck their teeth because you didn't get it done because nobody hated because they hated on me. Coach, they hated on me. No, they didn't. You fucking hoped instead of had a reality, fucking re- a realistic outcome, and you don't understand the difference between expectations and outcome. You talk, you don't do, and you hope instead of have a fucking realistic outcome and reality of yourself. So let's just, that, I just want to get that contrary to belief segment out the way. Also brought to you by betonline.ag. I don't know if you guys saw, but JJ Reddick and my boy Mad Dog, uh, who comes on, uh, who owns, you know, Mad Dog Radio on series and obviously has a great show. And uh, Pat McAfee's always on, is on Mad Dog Radio and other things. He comes on Stephen A. Smith on, on ESPN on Wednesdays. And, and I talked to Mad Dog on Twitter the other day. And uh, I've been on his show. Good dude. He's been in the game a long, long time. And he's has a, we have a lot of the same ideologies. We're old school, obviously. And maybe I'm too old. Fuck it. And he's older than me. So, But we have a lot of the same ideologies. I know J.J. Riddick's talking shit to him about certain things. But J.J. went off on him about using the undertones. He thought that Mad Dog had some undertones that were either... I don't know if he thought they were racist or what, but he kind of went off on JJ and, and Mad Dog have a beef going on on ESPN, and it's quite interesting. I don't believe Mad Dog is even close to being racist, so I don't know where JJ was going with that one. I do like JJ's takes. At least I think he's honest and genuine up there, unlike RG3, Ryan Clark, Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. most of the time. A lot of them are very, very... Fake suit wearing, fall in line type of motherfuckers, and JJ has not come across that way. So it depends. It's just real weird how ESPN does it. I think they tell certain people this is how you're going to do it, and I don't know if strong personalities get hired as much as they should. Um, JJ got hired and he's doing a good job, but him and him and uh, 
Him and, J- and a mad dog are going at it. If you hadn't seen it, you should go on YouTube and see uh, from last Wednesday they got into it. Pretty interesting and funny. I I agree with Mad Dog on a lot of things. I agree with JJ on some things. Um, I do not agree with. I didn't see any hidden undertones. I think JJ got a little offensive on that one, but it is what it is. I don't mind either one of the banter's that were going back and forth. It's pretty funny and entertaining to me. Um, so I got to bring up this hot topic. There was a player at Boston College who was offered like I think a six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollar NIL deal and turned it down to enter the transfer portal. Now, see we got all these outliers talking about this is what this is and it's all about the money and it's all about NIL and it's all about it's all about uh, you know, free agency of in a, in a football and without a return and college football is Wide open, it's wild, wild west, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, listen. If you listen to me over the times and the years, I truly feel that softness and this weak-minded culture and generation will supersede money. I've been telling you guys this. Yeah, the kids want the money, and all that is fine and dandy, but they rather enter a portal. And be fucking uncompetitive, non-competitive. They have zero fire. They want the easy way out. They rather have take the easy way out and the road less traveled than fucking take a paycheck and stay put with the team that you came in there with and fight with your brothers. It blows my mind, dog. So that whole thing now, don't even bring up the whole NIL thing is what it's all about because this is not the first kid to turn down dollars and enter the portal either. This kid turned down eight hundred grand to stay at Boston College to enter the fucking portal. Now, it blows my mind. I don't even know. I'm speechless, dog. I'm very speechless. College football is imploding. I don't know how you can do it. I don't know how you can coach it. I don't know how you can even... Coach a team that you think we're going to go to war together and we're going to do this thing, and then they have no interest in listening to you or going to war for you. They're not running through a wall for you. They're looking for the payday, or they're looking to get out because you yelled at them, or they don't start, so I'm going to enter the portal. I don't care how much money you give me. I don't want to be here because I'm not good enough. It is an ego thing. It is a self-pride thing, and it is a thing of embarrassment amongst their peers over money. This kid got embarrassed. He didn't he wasn't the guy or wanted to go try to be the guy at another place over taking money, sticking it out with his guys and winning um where he's been. Like it blows my fucking mind, man, that that is the world we live in right now. And it's it's unbelievable. It's sad. We've allowed it. We haven't coached it and it's gotten worse and worse. And uh, it's hard to watch and hard to fathom, just to be honest. It blows my mind. Man, I got the same kids, though. The same kids, if you haven't noticed, are, are seeking out offers from every single level in college. There's kids into, trying to put on HBCU hats now just to shit on them and say, oh, I just wanted the offer. They weren't even entertaining going there. They just wanted the offer. Because HBCU right now, Deion Sanders, Eddie George, the, 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 the hoopla surrounding it is, is in the air. It's famous right now. It's popular. It's trending on Twitter. And guess what? The kids want to trend. That's what they rather have likes and retweets than fucking grind and bleed and sweat. And that is what it is. They literally want fucking likes and retweets. And wear a hat and be offered then to grind it out and play at a fucking school that they choose to play at. They want all the offers. They don't care about that shit. It's unbelievable. They just want to say, oh, my dick's bigger than yours. I got 12 offers. You got eight. (laughs) 
You're only gonna pick one fucking school, and anyway, you're gonna you're gonna end up going back to fucking the other eleven anyway, because you're in the fucking portal. There's no rules, so. Uh, I don't know. Very sad days, man. Very sad days. Um, Netflix brings back some good movies. They actually put some fucking decent movies on their streaming app. I'm surprised. I don't watch Netflix, but at night when I go to sleep, I turn it on and just let it play the whole night. That's what I do. And that's how I sleep best. Um, They brought the original Harold and Kumar. Because I always wondered how their algorithm works. Why did you bring on the Christmas Harold and Kumar, but you don't have the original one on there? Like, why would you skip first one to watch the second one? I don't get that shit. Um, these motherfuckers put on Menace to Society on there. Loved it. Let it play all night. Happy Gilmore's on there finally. Due Date's been on there, but I thought it was a pretty good addition. Been on there for a while now. The new uh, Ozarks is out, so that's obviously number one on their deal, and it's being watched the most, obviously. Um, but... There, it's time they finally put some real fucking movies that I understand on there. You know, like I don't want to see the the Netflix special that you created and I have to fucking watch it and really know if I like it or not because I don't want to watch that shit. I'm not into that new trending shit. I watch Ozarks because it's obviously, you know, I was out there and I like the Ozarks. Nice place, fun place. Um, and it's a good fucking flick. Jason Bateman, I think, is really good. And it was a good movie. I just watched the last of the fourth episode and it ended so similar to how the Sopranos ended um, kind of left it open uh, at least that family's still alive plus the cartel's wife or sister is still alive so I mean who knows what they do right they'll bring it back in 10 years make a shitload of money on it or they'll make a movie now you know that's what it is um, it is what it is but at least they brought in some decent content that I like. You know, I'm just me. You know, I'm not everyone. Uh, but it is what it is. Um, the worst NFL offseason, in my opinion, is the Dallas Cowboys. Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think they had a bad. Both of those teams had a bad deal. Um. I don't think they really did well, and it's unfortunate. Let me take one break here. I'll get back to that. I'm going to tell you my top five NFL teams going forward, in my opinion, and I'm going to talk about the sudden death of Kevin Samuels, YouTube extraordinaire, who's really, really controversial, a lot of negative takes on him, suddenly dies, um, if you don't know who Kevin Samuel is, 57 years old, talks a lot of shit to girls and women, and a lot of folks are upset um, about him, and then he died, and is very controversial. It's trending on Twitter. I'm going to discuss, is it, is it uh, warranted to talk about him because he died, or can you still talk about him because he died and, and be negative, or, or are you supposed to have to, you have to be positive because someone died? But yesterday, you didn't like the motherfucker, and he died, and now you like him? Uh, just keep it 100. Keep it real. Talk bad about him if you talked bad about him yesterday. Don't change it up because he died today. Let's get into that. I'll be right back after this piss break. You'll cut your ass with You got you the know? sweater vest. Yeah. You got yeah, with the turtleneck. Turtleneck. Yeah. Sweater. yeah. <laughs> and just came off, yacht, came off the yacht, yeah. like the yacht <laughs> shoes, huh? Yeah. So yeah, I was, they don't let the smooth taste fool you. That's what people. So don't I, I was sitting there and I was like, you know, we were sitting at this table, or whatever, and I was like, man, just you know, go on, go on, because I try not to fight him. I really do. Yeah, I try yeah, not yeah. to. No doubt. Just because I know once that switch flips, yeah, yeah, then yeah. I'm going to jail. Yeah. Or somebody's gonna try to sue me because I'm, I'm, sure I'm gonna end target. up. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just gonna end up beating the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's it. Like I was, I've had a pool stick cracked over my head before. Like you know, I've I've been knocked out. 
but you know, yeah. it takes a good ass whooping to know yeah. how to give one. No doubt. So, no doubt. um, but yeah, he just kept fucking with me and I was like, all right, I, I sat down, I bought the the little girl come by with the little jello shots, the orange and purple ones. And I set it down I called him over and I was like, here you go, man. He was like, oh, thanks. As soon as before he could finish that out, I just said, pow, just dropped him. Really? Slumped him. Uh, and he said, yeah. he, and I told him I, and that I, by that time they obviously kicking me out. So I told his buddies, I said, now listen, when he wakes up, tell him Daddy's American Express is gonna be busy tomorrow. <laughs> oh shit! So you never heard no? You had no problem with him after? No, nope. I never even seen him again. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes, man. Yeah. People, fuck, hey, you know, snakes slither together, and motherfuckers oh. go hiding in fucking caves mm-hmm. too, man. But like I said, the worst thing is when we're filming. Like that's the worst thing. That's why I figured. Like people, everybody, people everybody wanted... got everybody got you know super super fucking man heart because uh, they're on yeah. camera. They know they ain't gonna get their yeah. ass beat. They know some security's yeah. gonna stop. Stop them. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. All right. So, um, I think Seattle and the Cowboys had bad off seasons, not only off the field, but with picks. Seattle hasn't had good picks, man, in 10 years, to be honest with you, besides Metcalf. They haven't really done much. Um, I don't see how they're not going to trade for a quarterback. Pete Carroll came out and said they're not going to trade for a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback, in my opinion. I just see them in a struggling, and I don't know how Pete Carroll's going to go out like that. I thought he would either give it up or sell the house and get a big-time guy and go all out. I just don't get what's going on there. Uh, I guess he's just like, fuck it, uh, take the money and, and, and go into sunset. But I don't see how they're going to be competitive in the, in, the, in the fucking wild, wild NFC West. I just don't see it. I think the Rams are at the top. Uh, I think the Niners will still be good if Debo comes back. I think Jimmy G's still the guy there. I don't think Trey Lance is ready. And uh, Arizona, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a Kyler Murray believer, but uh, I just don't. I think Arizona's going to fucking have a shittier season this year than last. And uh, they'll fire Kingsbury, and they'll start all over again. So Watt's going to be older. He's done. He's probably going to be retiring. And then you got. You got all these channel, you know, the Chandlers and everybody that they brought in is going to be all for naught. They'll be going in other places. It's just trick matriculation going through the process. It's just another team that'll end up being shit. And the NFC West will end up being shitty, with the Rams being the top notch team in there, and they'll be average to the shitty. Where last year they were probably the best. Now it'll be the AFC West. With Denver, in my opinion, being the cream of that division with Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook, not with that leprechaun-looking motherfucker. Russell Wilson, I think, is very, very. They're really they're sleeping on that team. I'm just telling you. I think Denver's going to win the West, and I think that um, San Diego is going to be second. I think the Chiefs are third. The Raiders are fourth because I'm just not a car believer. I don't think he has the it factor. I think that you're going to see the decline of uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't believe uh, – I think I've been telling you he's a gimmick guy. He's a talented guy. I didn't say he wasn't. I, I, I say there's a shitload of NFL talented guys at quarterback. I think it's more talented than ever. But it's not better than ever. So you guys don't you get it confused. You don't grasp the concept of a great quarterback and a great talent. RG, I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson's a fucking great talent, freak of nature, right? Michael Vick esque, but he's not a great or not even a good quarterback. Why can't you guys fucking separate the two? Josh Allen's becoming a better quarterback. He's not great yet, but he's a freak of nature, just like Patrick Mahomes, freak of nature, just like the Joe Burrow is a very, very, very good quarterback. Not even clearly close to a freakish athlete as Lamar, as Josh Allen, as Patrick Mahomes. He's not that guy, but he's better than quarterback. I'll take him all day, every day. Twice on Sunday, over everyone I just mentioned. It's still Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, the old slow white guys that sit in the fucking pocket, throw the ball on time, make the right read, have the it factor, win games, and everyone else is trying to catch up. 
Then you got the young freakish athletes, like I just mentioned, who just can't make the fucking right throws on at the right time. And they're just going to go to the AFC title games or the NFC title games and not get over the hump. I believe Matt Stafford put himself in the top five, proving that all he needed was a talent around him, or he might have been one of the all-time greats. I'm just telling you right now. Look what he did in one year with a team that had talent. <laughs> Look at his playoff run. Historically great. And he's been just fucking shitted on, just like I think Luka Doncic is going to be shitted on because he has no help and... I got to be honest, you know me, I just keep it real. Now, whether you believe it or, tr- or uh, listen, it's up to your choice. We all have choices. Life's about choices. But I really want to stop comparing Donchins to anyone. He is the white James Harden, okay? He dribbles the ball up top of the key for fucking 22 seconds. He drives. He gets collapsed on. He kicks it back out to fucking Kleber or whatever his name is who fucking misses the shot. Then they go back on defense. He don't go back on defense. He sucks his teeth and cries like a bitch. Then he does not play defense at all, just like James Harden. They're fucking slow, horrible defenders. They put no effort into it. They want to just be looking pretty, shoot threes at the top of the key, making some bullshit step backs. And they do not win. They're not winners. Well, James Harden was in Houston for eight years. Yeah, eight losing years. <laughs> He's horrible. It's caught up to him. He can't fucking do anything other than fucking pop back threes. He's fucking don't play D. He's not a fucking team dude. He's not a leader. He'd rather go fucking party and rap, be with rappers and shit. Luca rather fucking bitch and moan. He's 23. Well, you know what? Coach, he's 23. He's got a lot of time left. No, he don't, dog. He don't. You know why he don't? Because 23 now is the old 30. All these motherfuckers are 23, dog. John Morant's 21 or 22. Like, dog, they start getting old at 25 now. And then the next young motherfucker's going to come in and start dunking on your ass. That's what you don't get. Luca has been there for how long? Seems like forever. And he's only 23. He's got a lot of wear and tear on his body already. He has no fucking supporting cast. These other guys, Brunson and all these guys, everybody thought was the shit against Utah is no shows. They're no shows. Because without when Luca was on the bench, those guys played better. Luca's now on the court and they defer to him. Why he's dribbling up fucking top, 20 seconds into the shot clock, fucking either shoots a three or kicks it back out to a non-shooter, and they're fucking horrible. They're going to get swept or lose 4-1. They might win one hype game in Dallas because they're at home in front of their crowd. Luca will go for 50, and then they'll get blown out in game fucking four, and they'll lose a game five in Phoenix. Quit comparing him to Magic, LeBron, all these guys. He don't play defense. He don't fucking make his guys much better. He's a fucking show-off, bitch, fucking teeth sucker, just like James Harden. And when are you going to realize those type of dudes don't win? Kyrie got lucky with one. He ain't going to get another one. KD got lucky being on a team with fucking surrounding great players. He ain't going to get another one. Those aren't the dudes. They're not the guys. Go ask Michael Jordan and Kobe if they cared about who the fucking was in the draft, who they cared about in the draft, who do they want to trade for. Go look it up. They literally are quoting, I don't give a fuck who you draft and who you go draft and trade for. I'm still going to win with whoever the fuck you give me. Look at Kobe's last two title runs. Look who's on his team. He had fucking Gasol. Cool. Odom's okay. <laughs> he didn't have fucking Russell Westbrook and fucking AD. Holy shit. He didn't have Kyrie. He didn't have Steph, Clay, K- KD. Come on, man. Miss me with the soft shit. Go fucking earn your fucking stripes. Fucking Harden keeps chasing the fucking ring because he's so fucking weak-minded and soft and inability to fucking win a game by himself. He wants to chase to 
big threes and shit. Man, that's all soft shit. Russell Westbrook never won shit. He was loaded at UCLA and couldn't win a natty and got beat by Florida. Go look up the history. There's winners and there's fucking losers. There ain't no gray area. (sighs) But what do I know? You guys don't listen, man. Bad, bad NFL off seasons, Cowboys and the Seahawks. I think, uh, you know, my kid went to the Jets. The Jets got three good players, you know, and all that. But the Jets are still a bad program, bad organization, bad franchise. They have a lot to do. Let's see if they can win four or five games. That would be a great start for them. Jacksonville, same boat, right? Same boat. Um, I think the Steelers are going to hit a desalinization point. They're down. I don't think the quarterback's going to be it's going to help them. Uh, Trubisky's not that guy. I think they're getting older in a lot of areas, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be very good. I don't know what's going to happen in Cleveland with Deshaun. I think that's going to be an implosion waiting to happen when more shit comes out. Baker's still there. I told you guys months ago they're keeping Baker because they don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun. Did I not say that on this very show? And look what's happening. They ain't got rid of him, and nobody wants him. He'll start and play the first four or five games. He needs to do that for his own self. He needs to suck up his pride, put his ego aside, and have a decent four or five games so he can be marketable again. And or you go do commercials, dog. I mean, that's what it is, because you're not very good. You're not very good. And you're the you're the you're the you're the you're the worst, in my opinion, most hyped, overrated quarterback in the league. Carson Wentz, numbers two. Um, I think you're going to have the same Rams in there. I think you're going to have Tampa still. OK, I, I told you, though, on the show, I, I think Tampa will have a bad year. I don't think Tampa's going to be very good. I don't think they have the same buy-in, the same hoorah, the same thing. I think it's old news now with Tom Brady. I think they are older, and I don't think they're going to have the success everyone thinks. I don't know why people just people people on the media are so fucking dumb. They don't really, they don't even know football, and they're on this making millions of dollars on these fucking big platforms, and they don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Mina Kimes, please, Seattle draft Malik Willis. You need him. Hey, you know, I know you know, Mina, because you played so many fucking downs at quarterback. It's unbelievable. I forgot you were the best fucking female quarterback that ever walked the earth. Uh, It's just unbelievable that people listen to these motherfuckers, man. It's unbelievable. So I think Cleveland's going to have a fucking issue. Um, Colts will be better. I like Matt Ryan. I like the Colts. I I think they got a long run in them. I think Denver has a long run in them with Russell. I think uh, San Diego will be better. I think they're going to buy into their coach, and I think they're going to understand that we're going to go for it on fourth down. Fuck it. We're using analytics. Well, it is what it is. If the team buys into whatever your philosophy is, you're going to have success. I don't care if you believe in analytics or don't. But if they buy into whatever the fuck it is you're selling, you're going to have success. I think they like him. I think they're going to buy into him. I think they're going to win this year. Um, I think the Rams are right there again. They're still there. Uh, they got made some key additions. They got better on some spots. Helped Aaron Donald a little bit. Um, shit, another big-time wideout. Uh, well, I'm sure they'll sign OBJ again. Um, they'll be back. Um, Green Bay and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't get their offseason. I don't know what they're going to do. I haven't seen them replace, even come close to replacing the Devontae Adams. Uh, you would think they'd try to go after a splash at some point and get a big-time guy. They just haven't done it. Um, I'm curious to see what they do. They're not going to depend on the rookie wideout they sign. Show me a rookie wideout that's ever had success with Aaron Rodgers. There isn't one. So you have that problem. And then you have um, Dolphins. I, I think they're a shit show waiting to happen with that coach. Um, there's no fucking way that locker room buys into this guy. I don't think two is the guy. So you have two horrible issues right there you're facing. And two negatives in the NFL does not equal a positive. So let's be clear with that. That's two big negatives right there. No belief in the locker room. Average is bad quarterback play. <laughs> Doesn't fucking equal success in the NFL man's league. 
Uh, New England, not a great offseason, but that's Bill Belichick, and that's what he does. So we'll see if they can bounce back. I don't think they have enough weapons. I don't think Mac Jones is Brady-esque quite yet. I do like him. I think he's okay, but I don't think he has the big talent to win games on his own when the rest of the team is not as talented. Josh Allen can save his team and make up for bad areas because of how talented he is. Mahomes, same thing. Mac Jones isn't that guy. Burrow isn't that guy. Got to have great tools around you. Burrow did get better up front on the O-line, but I don't see them back in a Super Bowl contending run. I don't think the franchise is consistent enough over the history of their program to show me they can come back and be consistent and right back into the fucking playoff hunts and win that division. I'm curious to see it. I do believe it is their division to lose, though, with the addition of Trubisky in Pittsburgh, with uh, the shit show at Cleveland. Um, I don't know. Tennessee is curious to see how that's going to go. I mean, at some point, you got rid of A.J. Brown because at some point the receivers are going to say, you know what, Tannehill's good, you're an underrated guy, you're just a good, wholesome kid. But at some point those receivers are going to want to throw the ball because of the glory and the bag that they're all getting right now. So you have to have results. Tannehill's not the guy to put up 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, so obviously that's not the philosophy of Vrabel. They're going to run the football, so obviously Henry loves the program and loves the deal, but the receivers do not. You're going to have an issue when you load the box and you can't throw over the top to beat coverage because you have a loaded box and stopping the run, and you are going to have an issue, in my opinion, um, at some point when they start loading the box. So... I think Tennessee's going to have a down year. Um, I just don't know and don't see the dominant NFL team. But my top five teams right now are the Los Angeles Rams, the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I like Buffalo. Because I just believe this is year three in a positive upward swing, right? So at some point, I think they're going to have some success. And um, and I, I I like it's a just it's a fucking crapshoot, man. For me, between San Diego Chargers, um, which I think the quarterback play is getting better. I think they're going to buy in. Like I said, I think they have a lot of tools. I think they're better on defense. Um, I like the additions of they've made in the offseason. They had a great one. Um, it's between those guys for my, for my number five spot. Or um, it's hard. Even though I said Tampa's going to have a down year, it's still hard to root against Tom Brady at that and that it factor he contains and pertains. I think that it's one of those two teams will be in the mix uh, at the end of it as far as my top five go. So, um, And I think some teams that you don't know about are going to have better years than you think. I think New England will end up having a better season than you think. I think they'll still compete with Buffalo for the championship in the East um, in that division. Um, I still think there's a couple dark horses out there. Minnesota being one. I think that's an interesting roster. Uh, new coach, maybe some new blood and energy. We'll see how the Vikings come out. I think they can have a better year than expected. I think Green Bay can flounder. I think somebody can take that number one spot in that division. I don't know if Chicago's ready because I'm not a Fields believer as an NFL quarterback quite yet. So obviously that's an issue. Um, just a lot of questioning out there, a lot of questions out there, you know. Um, I think it's the, the, the AFC South is clearly the Colts. Uh, Texans, I think, got they're going to stay the same. New blood, obviously, old new blood with Lovey coming in. Uh, I think they'll be okay. They'll be better, but they're not clearly near uh, making a big jump. Um, Tennessee, I just told you about. Uh, and then you got the NFC West, uh, uh, South with, with the Falcons and Saints, two teams that are very, very gray. They can go either way. 
based on the quarterback play. Um, I don't think Mariota is a 17-game starter and can lead a team to the promised land. I don't see it, and I don't think Jameis Winston is. Um, so I think those teams are going to have a mediocre 500 seasons. That's just my opinion on those two teams. So, But somebody's going to pop out that we're not saying or that I have said that is going to have better season than we think. So it's always that way. And then someone's going to have a worse one. Like the Rams can go fucking shit on themselves because of the continuity again because they roll over their roster so much every year. So that's an issue. You saw they got better. They went on a shit run, and then they went on a hell of a run and won it all, right? Talent superseded roster and continuity at the end of the day because players win games and coaches lose them. <laughs> Coaching's over-fucking-rated. Remember I said that. So anyway, um, that's my takes on that. NBA playoffs, I, I got the heat, obviously. You know, I, I hate the takes that Kendrick Perkins and all these fucking soft-minded thinkers say about MB not playing. Why play him? Let him come back next year. He's got a ligament tear. He's got a death. So I kind of agree with Stephen A. when he says, you know what? You're in the NBA. You make money. You play. This is the playoffs. Where is your competitive fucking fire at? I would not sit out any fucking playoff game. I don't give a fuck if I have an orbital break or fucking wear the mask. Fucking earn your cheese and go help them win a game. It's still at the end of the day. Isn't that your legacy at stake? You know your legacy is going to go down as, you know what? I didn't play. I set out. And I waited till next year. We got swept. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, I have no bitch in my blood, dog. I just, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. I cannot have that mindset. I'm playing. Kendrick Perkins is fucking soft. And I called him that. And he called me back out. And I told him he's fucking soft on Twitter. And we got into it on Twitter because of that. And I, he conf- reconfirms that he is soft. With takes like that, he is soft. Because you're advocating that a motherfucking MVP that you think is an MVP should sit out. Like, where the fuck are we going in society, dog? Like, that blows my fucking mind. Holy shit. I ain't going to harp on it, man. It's just you're soft, Kendrick Perkins. (laughs) Oh, fuck. It blows my mind, dog, that we have this fucking mentality. It's just crazy. So, he's going to sweep that one. I think Boston-Milwaukee goes seven. I do like Boston, but I don't want to put it past Giannis. I think he might be the best fucking player in the world right now. Um, And uh, it's interesting to see how they can, how that series is going to come out. And then I think the winner of that series actually is going to be in the final. I don't see Miami. I don't think Miami has enough, man. I, I like their pieces, and they're gritty, and they do this and that, but I just don't think they have that one guy to take over jimmy butler's not that lebron kd staff guy in my opinion that can just take over a game he's a great great gutty nutty shitbird winner or you know player but he's not the fucking dude to take over like a Giannis can or even a tatum um even a Jalen Brown. I, I just don't see it. But he plays great D. The team plays great D. The Miami has that grit. I think it only takes them so far. I think they lose in the East Conference Finals probably in seven. I mean, that's how good and gritty they are. I just don't think they have enough firepower. And then uh, I'm not a huge Sun. You know, Suns are great. Best record. All that. I get it. i just not a believer in CP3. I think CP3 is Candace Parker, not Chris Paul. Chris Paul is a loser. He's another James Harden, Westbrook. Kyrie, he's in that category as an overrated loser. He's a bleeder. He's always hurt. He'll find an excuse if the game is tight or the series is tight on why he should get hurt and stay out of game. So it's not on him because he got hurt. We're going to give him a pass because we're a soft-ass culture. We'll give CP3 a pass when he gets hurt again. Just mark my words. The motherfucker's going to come up hurt again when the series gets tight uh, in the next round. And he'll disappear. They'll lose. And... You guys will still say he's a top five point guard. <laughs> Chris Paul is fucking overrated as it gets. I don't give a fuck what any of you motherfuckers say. Motherfucker's a bleeder. He's a loser. And he ain't done shit. Please show me what he's fucking done besides a lot of stats. Played a lot of years for nothing. Motherfucker, winning is what matters. Fuck all that old pretty pull up fucking 
12 foot shot. I don't give a fuck how many of those he makes. Then guess what? He's going to blow out his hammy, be hurt, miss fucking six weeks, and they're going to lose, and everybody's going to talk shit. Everybody's going to say, oh, he's, he's okay. He got hurt. Or, or the Phoenix would have won. Houston would have won if he didn't get hurt when Golden State was down 3-1. But he did get hurt, and he's a fucking crybaby, and he's a loser. He's a bleeder. Stop talking to me. Candace fucking Parker is the real CP3. Shit. Don't get it twisted. Um, Memphis not ready. I, I told you I think it's 4-1. I think Golden State dominates them here on out. Um, I think they uh, they played as worse as you can play. Shoot it. They shot it as bad as they could shoot it and still could have won game two in Memphis. Could be up 2-0 right now. But it's 1-1, and they're going to go back to Golden State, get beat both times probably bad. Uh, they'll play tight tonight or tomorrow or whenever it is, and then they'll get beat bad. And then uh, they'll go back to Memphis, and I think they'll wrap it up, and they'll win in five. They'll go on and play Phoenix, and I think they beat Phoenix. Um, but I'm not – it can go either way. I think that series can go either way um, because CP3 will get hurt eventually, and then Golden State will win it, and then Golden State will – I don't know. I think the East is going to win it again this year unless Golden State can find a big man because Wiseman just, he, you know, I don't know why he's not playing. You know, I just, I, I question all that shit. I question Ben Simmons' back surgery too. I think that's a straight marketing ploy to help his crutch, mental health crutch using ass fucking excuse to save his image. That's what I think the fucking back surgery is. Motherfucker's out there balling on film. He got cleared on an NBA physical. But you have a back surgery now? <laughs> Dog, I'm not even yelling about it no more. He's so soft. He's so fucking pussy dripping wet soft. I can't even fucking talk about that motherfucker. And you had all... Think about the shitbirds that that motherfucking organization accumulated. Harden, Kyrie, Simmons... A horrible fucking first-year coach who shouldn't be coaching. He should be an assistant or something, playing soccer in Canada, some fucking place. Nash never should have got a gig. I mean, just come on, man. It's fucking a mockery. That organization deserves what they're getting. They were shitty. They were a fucking plan, which is another whole story. Like, why the fuck do we have plans? Let's just keep it eight teams. What the fuck are we doing? Let's give a trophy to everybody, guys. Oh, we're soft as pussy. Anyway, um, Kevin Samuels, man, this big-time YouTuber. I think he had like a 1.5 million followers. He He's known for giving females advice on telling them straight up, kind of similar to what I say and how I tell people straight up truth. People can't handle the truth. They get mad and defensive, and they don't like it, and then they think you're an asshole and a bad person. I don't know Kevin Samuels. I don't know anything about him. I just thought his uh, videos were hilarious. I just thought they were funny. I thought it was entertainment. Um, he talks about you being obese past 35, you're a waste, you're garbage <laughs> as a woman. I, he has his takes. It is what it is. I'm sure he made a lot of money on all that shit. Um, he was a, he was a figure to watch. Um, but it's funny though, that now that people are bashing him, that he died yesterday at 57 years old. Suddenly I have no idea how he died. I don't know the story. I hear it's cholesterol, high cholesterol, even though he talks shit about high cholesterol people, um, <laughs> uh, but keep it 100 and keep it funky. If you're going to talk about the motherfucker because he died, keep it the same. Keep your fucking narrative the same. Talk shit about him. Like, because a person dies doesn't make, make him different. He died. But now the people talking shit about him, half of you have stayed consistent. And the other half have said, oh, I'm so sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Why not? You thought your way, you thought what you thought when he was alive 24 hours ago. Now that he's died, you've reneged. Don't renege. That's the problem with you motherfuckers. You're the same soft culture fucks that want freedom of speech. You want speech at, on Twitter and you want this whole fucking Twitter thing and Elon Musk to... Have all these things. But then you're the first one trying to cancel Dave Chappelle for speaking the truth and having the right, First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. <laughs> Am I wrong? You're the same motherfuckers that hated on this man and now all of a sudden you love him. 
because he died. You guys are unbelievable, man. Miss me with the bullshit. Either you like him or you don't. Guess what this show's called? Hate me now, love me later. I don't give a fuck. Hate me now, love me at the end when the results come true. He did what he had to do to make ends meet. Whatever he did, he made money. He got popular real quick over. He's trending on Twitter. He passed away, apparently. I don't know why and how. I don't know the man. Uh, I've only seen very few videos of him, but I didn't know who he was. He became popular in the last year and a half, two years, for basically talking shit to folks. And uh, how ironic that is. How ironic how controversy sells. But then you guys want the truth. But then you want to cancel him because he told you the truth. And then you want to fucking bitch and moan. Then you want to say, I'm not PC. But then you're fucking canceling folks. So what the fuck are you? (laughs) We're so fucking confused in this world. Oh, my goodness. This show should be called Confusion Around This Motherfucker. Anyway, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Join today. BetOnline.ag. Use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off welcome bonus. You got the fucking Kentucky Derby. You got the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, and you got the 2,400 fans showing up at the Oakland A's to see their ass, shitty ass play. So you can bet on all of it. Bet online where the game starts. Appreciate you guys joining in today, man. Short show. We're hitting an hour, and uh, appreciate everybody coming in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member, and I'll see you guys Monday. All you guys on the coaching show, I'll get you guys some information that you emailed me on. If you want to email me and get in touch with my coaching speaking tour that I'm about to go on uh, later this month, coachjb12 at gmail.com. If you want a hoodie, some whiskey, my new vodka is about to launch. Cigars are coming back. Great hoodies, hats, visors, whatever it may be. And women, we got the boy shorts for you wear in pink and black as well. CoachJBStore.com. Get you guys some gear. It's great. It's going fast. It's going good. You can also get a signed, personalized copy of my book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, bestseller, or a poster signed by me that you see right behind my left shoulder. Last Chance You poster. Uh, I'll sign as well. CoachJBStore.com. Check it out. Appreciate all you guys, man. I will see you Monday on Merciless Monday for the um, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show. And then I'll see you Tuesday for the Coach Them Hard, Love Them Harder show. Appreciate you guys. I'll see you back out here on Monday. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Ready to transform you in the eye of the storm. Hell, Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rising. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action. Never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four threes, we get it cracking. When the snap, call it Saran. Cause it's a rap. We knock them out. They taking naps. Yup. Night, 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 night. Lights out. We lit, we intercept the shit and run it back Fuck it, we run it back Beast mode's how we react Once we attack, we layin' flat No coming back from that Facts, facts Help with the helmet, shoulder pad, the pad Get cracked Till your mouthpiece spit out, you feelin' that Drop 